welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt. I'm your host. So today's episode is a little bit different. Uh, I am actually sharing with you a lesson that I did with our Empowered Leaders membership group. So if you haven't heard about that group, this is a group of, oh goodness, I think we have about four dozen leaders in the group now uh, from various fields and industries. And we um, have a weekly lesson and then we all get together once a week and talk about how does this really play out in, in our field, uh, kind of share ideas, ask questions, that kind of thing. Um, and then we stay connected through a telegram group, which is, is a texting app. So we all have the support and encouragement we need in, in what is sometimes very difficult leadership positions. So as I was preparing this, I thought, oh my goodness, I've been talking about stress so much on the podcast lately, just because there's so much out there that, that needs to be, I guess, handled. And this lesson in particular, maybe goes a little bit higher than what we talk about in the podcast, but we are talking about um, how leaders help limit stress in in the workplace. So there's much more, um, I guess, how to this. Usually on the podcast episode, we talk about why or what, and this is a lot of how. So you will probably want to take some notes. There's actually a quiz at the end. Uh, so you can take the quiz and, and you know, decide well, how, how safe is my organization that I work in? Uh, so you'll definitely want to keep track of the hows and, and take the quiz. Um, and you know, if, if you are interested in learning more about being a part of the empowered leaders membership group, um, honestly, it's a, it's a very, uh, cost-effective way to be connected to leadership ideas at a great, greater level as well as all of these other leaders. So if that's something that you're interested in, please email me, let me know. Uh, I would love to, to chat with you and see if that's right for you, okay? Awesome, enjoy. All right, so let's talk about stress in the workplace. So there are two books that I highly recommend. If you are a leader in a business or an organization or the educational field, you have got to get these two books. Dr. Henry Cloud wrote Boundaries for Leaders. Amazing. Amy Edmondson, E-D-M-O-N-D-S-O-N, wrote The Fearless Organization. And actually, just for kicks and giggles, let's throw in there John Maxwell's Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn, okay? So uh, let me back up a little bit and talk about stress in the workplace. And I know that we've talked about stress and stress in the workplace before, but I want to set the stage here. And I really want to share with you several ideas of ways that you can combat that, okay? So when there is stress in the workplace, as Dr. Henry Cloud says, uh, it decreases your ability to be creative, decreases your ability to solve problems. It actually increases social issues such as drama in the workplace. Because, you know, if you've got people who have stress, they're going to come in and, and react out of stress, which creates more drama. And the research shows us that the more stress you have in your life, particularly in your personal life, there's a connection with how much you are late and absent from work. Okay. So somebody might be using all of their sick days and then some. And uh, of course, at the very least, you, you just have distracted people. Okay. 
So we know that all of that happens. So what do we do about that? Okay. Well, first of all, I just, I, I really want you to understand that that does happen. Okay. Because I've talked to many leaders and what they're telling me is, oh, this person, you know, um, you know, this guy's just a, a jerk. Well, I mean, let's back up a little bit. Let's think about this. Right. And in the day and age that we're in, uh, with COVID, let's just assume everybody's brain is stressed. Okay. So a leader's job is to create, uh, you know, among other things, right? But it's to create a safe place for their people to work. So we're talking about emotional and psychological safety. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I was reading, uh, I can't remember where, but they had all these case studies of people. What they, this study did was it compared, um, basically their answers in their very first interview and then their answers like three years later to certain questions and seven years later to certain questions. And it was fascinating to watch the progression of their thinking throughout that. And out of that came some ideas about how leaders might help create this emotional and psychological safety. So the first one is allowing your people to share ideas without criticism. And I think this one is really important when, you know, the, I've talked to many of you, you leaders out there and, and you're struggling sometimes with things like delegation or, you know, letting your people kind of run the show a little bit. So you're in, you know, one or, or level one or level two leadership, but you're struggling in that third one. And this squarely fits within that. So sharing ideas without criticism. So you don't kind of, you know, shoot down their idea when they're sharing it. So, you know, when I was uh, an administrator, I had, I know I've explained this before, but I'll share it again. I had, uh, everybody would always come to me with a great idea. And of course, all of their ideas required money uh, and it required thinking and planning through and, you know, which all great ideas do. And so I wanted them to really take ownership of that process. So I had a form that they had to fill out. It was basically, what's your idea? You know, what's it going to entail? What's the time frame? There were all these different questions, but there were also things like, because we were an education institution, we were not only had to, um, you know, pay attention to our business license, but we also had to pay attention to some educational things and our funders were different. Um, so there were a lot of entities that we had to make sure we're following the rules. So how does this align with all of those, right? How much is it going to cost? Where are you going to get the money? Now, one thing I found was that that was an easy way because if somebody had a really great idea and they were really invested in it, all they got to do is fill out that form. And 99% of the time I would say yes, without any revision. Yep. Okay. We're going to take that on. We're going to make that happen. So it was an easy way to help people understand, yes, I want your ideas. And when you bring me your ideas and they're as fully fleshed out as you can, guess what? I'm going to say yes to that. Okay. I'm not going to criticize your idea. I'm not going to say, oh, that's never going to work. I'm going to say, okay, all right, let's try it. Okay. Um, another thing is, is really allowing what we call undeveloped ideas. Okay. So let's say somebody comes and, and they're sharing an idea with me and, you know, I might not have, get, have given them that form, but it is a good idea. And I say, you know what, this is something that the greater group really has to discuss. So let's bring that into the group and let's flush that out a little bit. 
Okay. So rather than saying, oh, you haven't thought this through, seeing the potential and saying, okay, let me uh, set up a situation where we can really think that through together. Okay. Uh, Another thing is I am dead set against this idea of the meeting after the meeting. Uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but you have, let's say a staff meeting and somebody doesn't feel comfortable to speak up in the meeting. And so they pull you aside afterwards And most often they have a really great idea that the rest of the room needed to hear. So first of all, that signals that they're not comfortable in the group. And your job as a leader is to help them to be comfortable in the group. So I always encourage those people, listen, this is a great idea. The group needs to hear it. You're going to tell the group. I will help you. I will help you figure out how to do that. But you're going to tell the group. So you're, you're doing whatever you can to support that person, but the responsibility is on them to speak up. And so, you know, I, I want to help somebody go through that, but I also want to, uh, give them the vision of it's much easier when you just speak up. Okay. And then, you know, help them understand in whatever way you can that their job or career is not on the line for speaking up. You know, I, I don't know when the last time was that you were a new employee, but think about that. You know, maybe when you were brand new before, did you feel like if I speak up about this, you know, my boss is going to be mad at me or my supervisor is going to be mad at me or heaven forbid there's a meeting and and my supervisor and their boss are in the meeting. And I think I have a good idea, but I'm not going to speak up because, you know, they might fire me, right? Whatever you need to do to help your people understand you are safe here and it is absolutely fine to bring up any ideas at any time. Okay. That's ultimately what you want your people to feel like. So it's, you know, when I talk about emotional and psychological safety, I'm not just talking about trying to limit the drama, although, you know, that would be a good thing, but really helping them understand this is a safe place. We do work here together. This is a safe place together. Okay. All right. So how in the world do we do this? Right. I just kind of gave you this big grand vision of what to do, but how do you do this? All right. So first of all, if you have not already, you need to get a pen and paper to take some notes. Okay. So go do that now. All right. I'm going to give you several different things. And mind you, this is not Michelle's version. This comes from several different sources on leadership. Okay. Uh, and it's also things that I've not only practiced for myself, but I've also been able to come into different, uh, organizations and businesses and help them enact these policies as well. Okay. So the first thing is really setting clear expectations. So, um, you know, I'm just going to use an example. So let's say you have, um, I was talking to a client last week. He's in in an engineering firm and they're getting ready to launch a new product. Now, this new product that they're launching is really going to take six months for them to go through the whole process. So it's a big deal. So setting clear expectations for this product launch would be, you know, helping them understand the role of failure. Because I think we don't really cover that, right? When we're in the workplace, we're like, okay, here's the goal. Here's, you know, what's going to make this really great. And sometimes we forget that failure is a part of this process. And it's actually a really 
important part of the process. But as we're kind of launching this vision of what we're going to do, we don't want to tell people, well, you know, we're going to fail, right? Or think about your, you're hiring this new employee. You know, you definitely want to set clear expectations of this is how we do things. This is how this is done here, right? And you train them. What about setting clear expectations about the reality of failure? Okay. Um, this idea of there will be things that we fail at. There will be things that we didn't understand when we were embarking on this journey. Uh, you know, who knew that COVID was going to have such a play, right? There will be many things that pop up that we are uncertain of. And here in this safe place, we work together to solve all of those problems that come our way. We value all of the voices, Okay, so think about what that would be if you were being hired as an, an employee and, and your new boss is saying, hey, FYI, we appreciate failure here. So, you know, when you make mistakes, that's okay. That's perfectly fine because that's a part of the process and we're all going to make mistakes and we come together to try to fix those mistakes together. Now, think about this as you're launching that, that um, new product. Uh, if your team came together and said, all right, here's our goal. And guess what? We don't know what we're going to encounter on the way, but I just want to remind you that when problems pop up, we all work together to solve them. Okay. Um, another thing is, is really emphasizing the purpose of what you're doing, right? So going back to the why that is your grand overall vision, right? So, um, I find that when you focus on the why amongst your group and talk about, okay, all right, you know, a, a great example. I work with a lot of educational leaders. When COVID came the, at the very beginning, they're like, okay, back up. Let's, let's not focus so much on the problem, but let's, let's just take a moment and remind ourselves, why are we doing the work that we're doing? And sometimes going back to that helps people understand, okay, so what we're facing right now is just the current, I call it the current version of crazy right? We'll deal with whatever we need to do. Here in, in my neck of the woods, we've got surrounding areas, not necessarily in my community, but surrounding areas that are uh, really struggling with COVID cases. Uh, not, I mean, it's, it's not a surprise to me. We're in, in flu season. That's what, what happens. Uh, and so, you know, you've got a lot of people who are okay, now the school is shut down. So now what do we do, right? You, you have to understand that there will be problems. So emphasize your, your why, your purpose, because that helps take the sting out of some of those problems. Uh, another great idea is to lay out the hurdles and the potholes that you might face. So for example, you know, um, if you're launching this product, like my client is, and you know, you might think about what are some things that might get in your way now, doesn't mean that they will get in your way. Um, but what might get in your way and this one, especially for, for leaders, when you're emphasizing hurdles and potholes, and I know that this is going to fly against anything that you've ever been told. I really want you to emphasize your own lack of knowledge. Okay. This is a place of not only humility, but also authenticity. So let's say you're an education leader and you've got some cases of COVID and you've got to, you know, close the school and you're having a meeting and you're telling everybody what's going on in order to create safety. It's very important for you to say, listen, Here's what I know. 
And here's what I don't know. And as soon as I know something that I don't know now, I'm going to let you know. And I'm going to bring it to you guys and we're going to talk about it and we're going to do this together. Because what that does is it it exudes confidence for your people. It reminds them that problems are a part of the job and that we're a team and we work on it together. Do you understand how, how this could really, um, you know, set the stage for not, that psychological safety? Yeah. So a couple tools, obviously, that, that would be really helpful, um, asking good questions and really listening to your people. So let's say somebody's bringing an idea to you and maybe you don't like the idea, but you ask questions because maybe it's not the idea you need to know, but you need to know their purpose or why behind the idea, right? Uh, A mentor of mine says, within every complaint, there is a request. I love that. Within every complaint, there is a request. There's usually a really good idea behind a complaint. So if you ask really good open-ended questions, you can understand what they're really getting at. Um, And then modeling intense listening, while you're asking great questions, don't, don't let your mind wander, but come back to it and really listen. If you need help developing the skills of asking good questions or working on um, listening skills, I would highly encourage you follow the link to our search engine and type in, you know, listening or questions you're going to get a ton of information that I've done, not only in podcast episodes, but also in our empowered leaders group and, and then some that will help you understand how to increase those skills. Okay. Um, another thing that I, I found that, that teams who do this really well, they have regular meetings that are for input or reporting out uh, so, you know, you might have the heads of your teams kind of come together and just report out how are things going, but then they have another portion of their meeting, um, which honestly, every time I think about it, I can't think of a better way to describe this. I call it the, the chewing part of the meeting. So this is where they throw ideas out on the table and they're really chewing them up. They're thinking about it together. It could be a brainstorming or it could just be, let's talk about all the facets of this problem. And is there something that we can do? Now, sometimes teams who do this actually come to a a result, a conclusion, an action step. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they they just say, you know what? Let's go ahead and and table this for right now. And we're going to come back the next time. Maybe it's, you know, a couple days or the next week. And, and go ahead and individually kind of chew on this. And then when we come back, we're going to throw all of our new thinking back into the hopper and see what comes out. Okay. So when you're having these regular meetings, it's not like, oh my gosh, you know, this frantic, frenetic energy, we got to get something done. We've got to do something, you know, it's a, wait a minute, you know, this is a safe place for us to think about things. Granted, there are some times when you have a, a problem that you have to deal with it right now. Absolutely. And there are other times when you can say, you know what, let's pause because we want to make the right decision, not just a hasty decision. So when you're having these regular meetings, go ahead and remind them of what, what your purpose is, your why, and remind them of your expectations. Okay. Um, 
another great thing, honestly, I, I, I talk to leaders about this all the time is express your appreciation as often as you possibly can about anything big or little. Okay. That's just a foundational leadership practice. Don't wait for your team to win or finally reach that goal, but express your appreciation throughout. And really what you're trying to do is destigmatize failure. So normalize failure. Okay. Um, so let's say, you know, you're, you're going through and, you know, somebody makes a mistake and, and you realize that maybe you're in a meeting, maybe you're, you're, you know, one-on-one, you know, a couple great questions are, all right, so that happened. Okay. What did we learn? What did we learn from that? Um, another great question is, all right, so that happened and we learned something. So how is that going to help us now? So instead of putting the focus on the blame, shame, and guilt of, you know, you shouldn't have done that. And now I got to write you up and all that kind of stuff. Now you might need to do that, but the focus is really on the goal. Okay. So that happened. All right. Uh, now what, what did we learn? How is it going to help us? And when you do that, you not only create a safe place for this employee, but you're kind of giving them this vision of we are goal oriented here. We are growth oriented here. We are not about you getting in trouble. Can you see how that might help you and them and your whole team? Yeah. So, you know, I recognize that some of you are not the boss. Okay. You're not the head boss. You're not the, the leader of your, your group. However, Obviously, we talk a lot about leadership as influence, right? It doesn't matter about your title or your position. If you're, if you are around people at all, you are influencing them. So you are a leader. Okay. Um, you can do this and I've, I've helped people do this. You know, their boss maybe just is a little less aware. Um, you can do these very same things without your boss being a part of it. So let's say you're a group supervisor. How can you help your people feel the uh, emotional and psychological safety, even if your boss might not be totally on board, right? So help them in these same ways that we've just listed out. And model excellency. So when you, and notice I said when, not if, but when you have a problem, you make a mistake, there's an error. Modeling excellency is by bringing that to the group and saying, oh my gosh, you guys, I, I totally bond on this. And, you know, but this is what I learned. And I think this is really going to help us. Um, th- there's a, a quiz actually in Amy Edmondson's book, and I'm going to share with you the questions. Uh, so I'm going to share with you, there are seven questions, I believe. And as I'm going through, I want you to have a quick response to this. Write down on your, um, your paper, you know, one through seven. And if you, if you answer, you just answer yes or no. Okay. But quick, don't think about it. Okay. And then I'll tell you what to do with it afterwards. All right. So the first one is, the first question is, uh, if I make a mistake on this team, it is often held against me. Yes or no? If, if I make a mistake on this team, it is often held against me. 
All right. The second one is members of this team are not able to bring up problems and tough issues. Yes or no? Number three. People on this team sometimes reject others for being different. Yes or no? Number four, it is not safe to take a risk on this team. Number five, it is difficult to ask other members of this team for help. Number six, some people on this team deliberately act in a way that undermines my efforts. And number seven, working with members of this team, my unique skills and talents are undervalued and rarely utilized. Okay, so... What's your score? Now, I will say this, if you have a score of one or two, so there were one or two that you answered yes to, you need to be aware, okay? So there, there are some problems, there's some issues, and you, you've got to, you know, take charge of those. So whatever you answered yes to, that's going to be your, your area of growth. If you answered yes to three or more of these, your organization needs help. Okay. You, you need help. You, you are going to have lots of problems if you do not get some help. Okay. Now I'll just throw this out to you just as an idea. We can talk about this more on our zoom next week if you want, but, um, there is a, a modality in Site K. We basically it's Site K for business. So it's uh, a way to have a fast, a high speed change in your beliefs and when I work with teams that are focused on uh, limiting stress, we, we have different ways that we can do that. So if you scored three or more, um, first of all, I want to do something with you. So, you know, reach out to me and say, yes, Michelle. Um, and this is for our empowered leaders group. So reach out to me, say, yes, um, I, I want to work with you because I want to make sure that you have less stress in your workplace as you're serving the people that you're serving. Uh, and then there might be an opportunity if, if your organization is open, maybe I can come in and, and work with them. But first I want to start with you. Okay. So I can help with that. All right, so we're nearing the end of our time together. So uh, homework, let's talk about homework. Um, you know, I've shared a lot of things with you, shared a lot of how you can increase emotional and psychological safety in the workplace. Which one are you going to work on first? Okay, which one? Because remember, we only do one action step a week because we can't do them all, right? Which one is going to help you the most? Okay. Also, I would highly recommend that, uh, you know, as you took the test, uh, share it in our telegram group, share it with the group, you know, Hey, I, I took it for my organization. I was really surprised. I had a score of one or, Oh my, Oh my goodness. I had a score of seven. Uh, let, let's share those scores and really support each other, um, in our growth. Okay. And of course, reach out to me, you know, if this is something that, that you found your score was, was really high and you're like, oh no, Michelle, I need some help. Let me know. All right. 
We will talk about this specifically in our Zoom next week because I really want to delve a little bit deeper. I think this is an area of growth for all of us. Um, I don't care what organization you're in, whether it be nonprofit or, you know, a, a religious group or, or a business or education. We all need to make sure that we are increasing our people's creativity and ability to solve problems, decreasing drama and social issues, and just engaging people in our work in a more healthy way. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.